Hello, and welcome to another episode of Inspired Women Gathering. This is a show that talks about all things from life, relationships, spirituality, business, and everything in between. Women inspire me through their stories, their resilience, resourcefulness, tenacity, and the powerful movement that we make. I love connecting and having deep conversations, sharing sharing you, with you the women I, I am so blessed to know and who inspire me, especially as we navigate through this deep, unknowing time together. My name is Dixie Bennett, and I'm a soulful woman and wealth coach and healer, and I created this platform to highlight amazing women who I come across and connect with, and I hope you enjoy them as much as I do. So my next guest today is one of my, um, one of my friends. We've known each other for over 10 years. Uh, we met in at a at an event like over 10 years ago i think we were we were both starting on our businesses so this is trina trina Lowe, and our top her topic today is about being yourself in business so trina is a modern day marketer at fresh ink communications with traditional roots grounding her marketing concepts based in one key idea we all have unique gifts and messages and they all deserve to be heard her two decades of professional communication experience is in advertising, uh, magazine publishing, graphic design, social media, and personal coaching. Uh, they allow her to work easily with business owners of all sizes, types, and they can let their inner selves shine. Trina has led private workshops on social media and marketing for over 10 years and teaches business owners on various topics for the Government of Canada's self-employment program through Myers Norris Penny and Momentum. The key goal of Fresh Inc. is to ensure her clients are heard, that their passions are released to the world and their power is received by those who need it. Their success is her passion. So thank you so much, Trina, for being with me today. I always love our time together and I can't wait to, to share with you, um, with our, our viewers. So, <laughs> so why don't you tell us where in the world you're coming from today? I'm coming from home, like most people, <laughs> which happens to be in Calgary, Alberta, Canada right now. Mm -hmm. Awesome, yes. We are all, yeah, it's interesting being at home, running our businesses from home in this time. So why don't you tell me a little bit about, you know, what your, a bit about your story. How did you get into social marketing? Why did you decide that this was um, around that interested you or what got you started in this path? Uh, the social part or the marketing part? Oh, sorry, the marketing part, yeah. I think it was, I like to say it was a bit of an accident, but I think you and I both know maybe there aren't too many actual accidents. Mm -hmm. So I was uh, young and a little bit lost, moved to Calgary recently before I found my first job in magazine publishing. Mm -hmm. And it was very, again, it seemed like, you know, accidental or coincidental but I'd always wanted to do something creative. I honestly just didn't think that I was good enough to get into that field and head straight away from studying anything artistic because I just didn't think I was good enough at the time. Mm -hmm. And so I was taking, I uh, was actually studying optics. So to mm -hmm. be an optician. Wow. <laughs> yes, that was a bit strange. And basically I had to find a practicum placement and my resume wound up at Avenue Magazine Somehow, it was a friend of the sales director and got into her hands and I got this call from some guy and he's like, do you know what Avenue is? And I said, no. <laughs> I, felt, I felt bad after, but I, I had no idea why he was calling me. And I actually immediately refused the interview offer because I was still trying to finish my school in my program. But uh, the realization of what that career path might look like for me at the time wasn't as flattering as I initially thought. And so I called him up about two, three weeks later and, you know, being again, young and maybe a little less polished, I'm like, you still got that job? <laughs> and so I went in for an interview and they offered it to me right away. And then I wound up in magazine publishing somehow. Wow. Yeah. So from there, I mean, I spent about six years there and loved it. Loved every, everything about it, every minute of it. I even loved the stress that it came with it and the deadlines and it's exciting and fun and same but different, um, mm -hmm. pretty much every issue. And ba basically after about six years of that though, <laughs> you get a little bit antsy and itchy and I said, I can do more. I want to do different things here. And there just didn't seem to be a lot of room to grow. Mm -hmm. And so I had a friend who went through the self-employment program that I now teach for, 
and she told me all about it and I went gee that sounds really that sounds really fitting I mean I'd like to learn about how to run a business properly so is that I, for, sorry momentum or Myers Norris pennies? I, I went through Myers Norris pennies version oh, of this okay. program um, mm -hmm. long time ago now and it was yeah it was just great I thought it was so valuable and you know this was a long time ago like I said I mean we didn't have we weren't able to do our business plan research on a computer right yeah. the library <laughs> I know yeah. yeah so it was a while ago but um there it's such it was such a good program and it really helped set me up to be a graphic designer at the time and I started brushing communications as a graphic design company and as I moved forward through that just growing the business and getting clients and doing all those things that you do I realized that I because of my background in magazines and having dealt with the clients directly that I had a lot more experience on understanding why we're doing what we do so really the marketing end of things why are we putting it in this publication who are we talking to what's the message what's the goal and and just all those things came naturally to me because I'd been doing it that whole time without understanding the difference maybe between how some other designers worked and what I had as a background. So mm -hmm. just kind of slowly evolved after that. Wow, I didn't actually know that you started out in graphic design. Yeah. So technically I'm a graphic designer by trade or by education. Yeah. I went to school uh, to get a certification in graphic design after I left Avenue, just because I, I love learning things. I mean, I'm constantly mm -hmm learning something. I feel like if my brain's not actively learning something, it's slowly dying or maybe quickly dying. And so I'm constantly into something. And I went and decided to make it sort of more official because of course, when you're again, young and starting something new, you get a little bit of that imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I don't really know what I'm doing. What right do I have to go ask for money? And so I thought if I had that stamp and seal of approval and official education, that that would make it easier. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Well, and I think we all, I, I mean, we all have to start somewhere with some sort of education and then it just kind of takes off and morphs into there. Right. So where did, so what, so after graphic design, then when did you start feeling that there was a need for something more? I'd say it was probably about, about six years into my business where I had spent a lot of time, um, because I came from a magazine and we did everything in house. I mean, we had to be extremely responsible for how every single thing turned out. The shade of orange was wrong. We were in trouble, even though that's not something we can control, yeah. right? <laughs> but so I, I knew print production better than most graphic designers did coming out of school later because everything was slowly getting more digital. Right. So I was um, kind of, I guess I built a bit of a name around town with all the big agencies that I could come in and I would sit there if they wanted me to and I would do the work, but I would understand how to do it for print. And it was, mm. I don't know, I didn't know how to do it any other way, actually. <laughs> mm. And so when you do, when you design for print, it can easily translate into digital, but it does not work the other way around. Mm -hmm. So I had contract after contract after contract. I don't really remember ever having more than a couple of weeks break in that whole six years. Wow. It was, and how did you get those contracts? Were they just referrals or? A lot of word of mouth. I mean, the, the time that I spent at Avenue, we did have a lot of different suppliers and agencies that would feed, um, you know, advertisements into us, or we'd work with printers for different things. And once the word got out that I had left and went on my own, I got referrals all the time because I was, I think it was because I really love to learn. And so if someone came to me, a printer came to me and said, this isn't, right or we need you to do it this way i don't think i've ever ever said well yes it is <laughs> I <have to> <laughs> uh, my response would always be oh really what did i do wrong how can i make it better i just wanted to learn more and more and who better to ask than printers mm -hmm. and so anything they would share with me i would absorb it i would play with it i would master it and make sure that it was the way that they needed because they were also my clients mm -hmm. that's how i felt about it Absolutely. Yeah. We all, we have different levels of clients. That's a powerful realization. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They were my referral partners really. So, yeah. and it, it didn't even really come from there. It was just like, oh, there's something I don't know. Great. Mm -hmm. Share it with me. Tell me. Mm -hmm. And it was exciting for me to learn new things because after that much time in print, you, you sort of start feeling like you know it all. 
-hmm. but, and it gets a little bit boring, honestly, (laughs) (laughs) but that's how the marketing stuff came about is print really hasn't changed a whole heck of a lot. Mm-hmm. And so we're, we got deeper into the why, why are we doing this? What other mediums are there to play with now that web is a thing and everyone mm-hmm. has, wants a website now. So mm-hmm. I did study some web development, uh, while I was studying my graphic design certification and it was really, yeah, it was, it was an eye opener. It can still, the code is actually this, the base level code is the same. Mm-hmm. So it was just great to have that foundation to say. Oh, I understand what you're talking about, even though I don't sit around and build websites all day long. But mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I think too, when I was taking my marketing management training at UFC, it was just at the time where, um, you know, we're talking about branding and we're talking about, you know, just all traditional marketing. I always feel like I was always kind of behind the curve. It was like social media just started coming out at that time and they were kind of teaching it but they didn't really know what to teach yeah and it's funny because I finally threw out a lot of my stuff you know just cleaning stuff out and I was going through the notes and I'm just like wow you know it's just like the beginning of Facebook the beginning of Twitter beginning of LinkedIn yeah Um, and there wasn't nobody really knew you know what to teach about it but we knew this thing was coming in right and especially social marketing you know social marketing is such a different world and platform right now but i think the same principles to general marketing is still still apply right oh absolutely i think that's where people get really confused they think because you're online somehow you have to be different to speak differently or the, the customer the consumer is different and it's not we're still literally talking to the exact same audience maybe a few extra you know young people are online and but maybe not and it's just going back to that foundation of can we be authentic can we be honest can we be helpful is our product or service helping the consumer if it is then you'll just wind up attracting the right audience if you if you really think about what you're going to say and how you're going to say it mm-hmm. so what are some things that you know especially now like we're you know mm-hmm. the reality is we're we're in a time that is has never been in our generation before right. you know, we are in a time where i do feel like a little bit star trekky you know where we're just like <laughs> zooming in and out, connecting with each other it's kind of like they're they're in the room right uh, maybe you know moving towards that holographic experience or where we actually get to get beamed into each other's homes you know how cool mm-hmm. would that be um but with you know social media now so what what could be some some tips or th- some things that people can start looking at um, that they could do right away you know because it, it's so mm-hmm. overwhelming because i know for myself too mm-hmm. i haven't i mean i use social media but i haven't really used it for my business because i've still been in a lot of traditional places of going out and speaking and that where I speak is often where I get clients. So right. I really haven't gotten a lot of clients online except for my, you know, search engine optimization piece, you know, with my website versus, you know, really getting social and building, building that traction. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing everybody jump online and they're just kind of fumbling and they're, um, you know, aggressively trying to sell because they're out of fear versus, right just really knowing who their audience is and why. So what could be, might be some, just a couple of tips for people right now to kind of maybe help them slow down a little bit and get right. some, some bearings so that they, they can actually implement something right away. I think you hit the nail on the head when you said, slow down, stop. Mm-hmm. This is not, uh, if you don't slow down first before you get really ramped up, it's going to be a fast race downhill. And it's Mm -hmm. not going to be good for your business or your brand in any way. Mm -hmm. Really right now, it's about reconnecting with your audience where they are today. Because if Mm -hmm. you know who your clients are and your potential clients, you have a pretty good sense of what they might be going through. And it might be different than what you're going through, what -hmm. what I'm going through. I don't have six dogs running around the house and Mm -hmm. five children, you know, trying to pull at my, my, you know, pant legs while I'm trying to work. And I have to be very, very conscious that that's other people's reality right now. Mm -hmm. And not assume that they even want to try to work on their business at this moment. We don't know. Right. So Mm -hmm. I think it's really making sure at this moment we're not just putting out noise for the sake of putting out noise we're not regurgitating the same message we are here for you and we care and 
yes, of course we do. I, I would hope that we all believe that, but mm -hmm. how can I, me, how can my company help you right now? Is there anything that I could do? Even if it's you just going, you know what, all of this online grocery ordering has got me stressed out because when I first started ordering groceries online, I didn't like it. And this was way before this, this situation happened. I went, yeah, but I don't get to choose my apples. <laughs> I, I actually think about that because I'm very energetically connected. Yeah. And when I do go to the grocery store, like I, I literally scan for my food, right? So I always ask for the most vital food. And I guess, you know, I haven't ordered groceries online yet, but I, and that's one of the things I do think about, you know, it's like, well, what kind of food is going to show up? But I also trust that I put the intention out in the energy of abundance that I will receive the most beautiful and, and vital food uh, for the highest and best good. Yeah. But yeah, these are real things. These are real legitimate things. And, and I live in a condo with, um, you know, some of our owners are quite senior mm -hmm. and then we have a we have a private Facebook group that I started which only a few of them are on <laughs> but at least some of the board members are on there and I said you know I'm I'm less likely to be affected by this I mean physically than than some other people especially the elderly mm -hmm. so if they need help in any way please spread the word that not only can I go get them stuff in in cases of true need but I could show them how to use their phones and get everything they need mm -hmm. so they don't feel trapped and they don't feel as isolated as they they are mm -hmm. and that was just something I could do and if that's if you do it for a neighbor if you do it for a friend why wouldn't you do it for your clients absolutely right so I think that's where we we're again I've been watching this happen in small business for 20 years <laughs> and it's really about not putting the hat on suddenly that I'm here to sell you something. Yeah. You're allowed to sell things. We all are. And that's how the world, you know, moves and the economy moves. But let's not get, let's not forget who we really are. And let's just like ground ourselves down here at the same place and say, first of all, how are you doing? Mm -hmm. Like, are you okay? Because I think a lot of people assume that certain types of people are okay. And they forget to ask. I had that happen actually twice in, in one day. <laughs> so it stuck out in my mind quite, quite a lot. And they were, unfortunately, they were honestly trying to sell me something that I didn't want. Mm -hmm. And they didn't ask if I was interested. And they, they made assumptions that I was perfectly fine like I always am. Yeah. And I got extremely offended. Yeah. Yeah. And I was still polite about it. But I just let them know because I've known, I know these people. Mm -hmm. I know that their intention was I think it was good, but it's just like, you didn't even ask me how I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Really? Mm -hmm. it's, kind of a, it's kind of a situation we're in right now. <laughs> so yeah, I think yeah. that's got to be the first question you ask anybody right now. Yeah. How are you doing? I mean, it, yeah. Well, and that's been and one of the values in my business. I mean, it's, my whole life has really been just around relationship building. Like that's just been kind of a natural gift, I guess, that apparently comes easy to me, um, but I never thought about it. It's just connecting with people, right? So it's just that um, connecting with people and meeting them where they're at. Um, that's, that's part of the relationship building and part of the conversation. You know, one of my passions right now is teaching people how to have conversation because I often find, and, and Trina and I have are both master networkers, I would say, um, we have this conversation, right? It's just that, again, it's, people are always coming quick to throw in a sales pitch versus having a conversation of who are you and what do you offer and, or like, what are you doing in the world? Like, what are you passionate about? Mm -hmm. um, and it doesn't matter if you're networking in a group of people. I mean, networking is networking. Everywhere we go, we're constantly networking, mm -hmm. right? We're constantly having conversations with people, whether it's the, the cashier person at the store to, mm -hmm you know, the gas attendant or to somebody that, you know, you are in a business circle with. Um, one of the conversations I had in my mastermind group the other day, we were talking about, you know, circle of influence mm -hmm. and it's like, where, how are you connecting to people? And people are like, well, if I can't go networking, you know, physically going out to something, how, what, where can I go and, and how can I connect with people? Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, go to your network, you know, just oh. start connecting with people and saying, Hey, we haven't talked in a while. I'd really love to connect. Um, 
and just kind of start from there. So what are, I know for you, so what are, what's some advice too about, you know, how to, or your opinion or ideas about people connecting in a different idea, a different world of networking? I, I'm so happy that this has come to the forefront. I'm not happy about how, obviously, mm -hmm. but that I've, I'm, I'm actually an introvert. As, as much as I love to network, yeah. right? All my friends are. We're all introverts. Yeah. And we all love each other. <laughs> huge introvert. I love being at home. Mm -hmm. uh, I love being by myself. Not that I don't like being with other people. That's not what introverts are. But, mm -hmm. but I'm really comfortable being by myself. Yeah, and so when I, I feel like it, it makes us a little bit different in that when we do, like introverts go out and network, it's almost like we have a slightly different reason for going. I don't, I'm not really there to energize myself. I'm there to add to the room. I'm there to make it better for everybody else if, if I can in any way by being funny or helpful or whatever it is. And that's really just different. So I've often tried to meet with people either over the phone or online instead of driving halfway across town in a snowstorm <laughs> and said, you know, I personally find it less distracting to really connect with somebody over the phone. Because mm -hmm. the last time, my last in-person networking coffee was just me and one other person I hadn't seen in a long time. We ran into each other. We said, we should really get catch up and mm -hmm. go for coffee. And I went, yeah, that's a really good idea. Mm -hmm. And so we went, to, we went to a local coffee shop. It was really loud. He couldn't hear me. I was trying to scream talk the whole time because my voice does not carry. And it was really distracting and I just would have been so much happier over the phone because we could hear each other and we could be really connected in the moment through voice and energy versus that the physical things around us can be really distracting, especially when other people are there. Mm -hmm. And I love connecting. Like when you and I get on the phone, it's probably why we don't talk on the phone as often as we do because it's usually hours, right? <laughs> <laughs> because so, we can just get right into it and then it's like okay we should go and then another 30 minutes yeah. and I just feel like a lot of the time if you even had one brush with somebody in person then having a phone call to follow up is even better yeah you know and the only the only issue if you want to call it that with uh, networking online with with cameras on is that you know right you'd have to wear some sort of pants <laughs> Well, or dress. Or you don't always have to wear the pants, but you don't. don't. <laughs> Bye. I'm wearing shorts. I'll fess up right now. I'm wearing shorts. <laughs> but, you know, I, I just want, I would rather focus on the conversation and yeah. really maximize our time because we could probably fit in three really good phone calls in a day versus three in-person meetings driving all over the place and worrying about buying coffee and all of those things. So go ahead, reach the network. <laughs> I think too, you know, it's interesting because one of the, you know, I do have a brick and mortar business as well. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I have some client, you know, it's, I've had quite a few clients online over, you know, over the last few years. And I always had a dream of taking it more location-less. Yeah. Um, and that has kind of come to fruition. And then, you know, I was traveling quite a bit and then, you know, so, so I have a little bit of that 50, 50, but I also have clients who are so like, I have, I serve people all over the world. Mm -hmm. And so I've been doing zoom. I've, this is not a new thing for me. I've been doing online. I've been doing phone sessions with people. Um, and sometimes I have clients that don't even want a physical session and I just do a distant session for them where, you know, I, I send them a, a huge detailed report of everything that kind of went through and then we talk about it after. Right. You know, so it just, it really depends on, on what we're working on. And, but some people are having a hard challenge. They're, they don't really want to go online. And this is something I've heard from some of my clients too. They're like, well, there's too many ears around. I don't really, you know, I'm not comfortable mm -hmm. having a conversation with you. Um, and so especially for those people who have, have been face to face and, you know, how can we, um, you know, I don't want to convince them, right, obviously, but it's just like, what are some things that maybe we could share with them to help them get online a little bit more um, instead of, because we are definitely being pushed into a new world yes. where that tactile, face-to-face, -face, um, it, it's going to be very different when we come out of this. 
Mm -hmm. what, what might be some of your advice or tips around, around helping people deal with that? Or small business yeah, the people that are, don't like to be online have to remember that they don't have to be. Mm. It's a choice. Yeah. So you can definitely choose to wait this out and see what happens, but we could also choose to experiment while everyone's learning together. Mm. And, right? I mean, I've I already... Love that. Learned, Choosing to experiment together. Yes. Yeah. It's so much fun right now, in my opinion. As you know, I hate being on camera. <laughs> so, but there's, there's a time and a place, and mm -hmm. if you pair... I feel like if you can prepare for online networking, just like you did offline networking, because I actually still teach networking at Myers Norris Penny Self-Employment Program. And mm -hmm. I did our first online session, which was really different because it's a, that workshop was created for being in front of a room and mm -hmm. it was very experiential. So it was stand up and do this and do that and move around and mm -hmm. enter the room. So it was a very different type. Um, I had to, I had to adjust very quickly, but the same rules apply. If you're going to interview someone, you're not going to send them a Zoom link randomly for them to pop on and hope that they are dressed, right? <laughs> <laughs> you're going to prepare them and say, hey, I'd love to talk to you about this. Are you interested? Here's when, here's how. And if we can do the same preparation, which is really just making sure that we're feeling comfortable with ourselves that day and getting as comfortable as we can. Mm -hmm. Make sure you have a snack before you go on, make sure you have water, those same things. I mean, whenever, I don't know about you, I'm sure you do this naturally, but whenever I go to teach a class the night before, I make sure that I'm really, really centered. Mm -hmm. I do an extra balancing set of chakra clearing and I just make sure that I'm ready because I am now there for them. It is not about me. Mm -hmm. And it's not about my performance in front of the classroom but it's about how they received it. And did I get the message through properly? So I think if we just go out there again, for the purpose of helping other people first, mm -hmm. we can reposition ourselves and stop worrying about how does my hair look and how does this, it's, it's how can I make sure that you hear me so that you get benefit out of our conversation? Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, and this is the message I keep hearing, especially in you and I talking today, is just, you know, how can I help others first? Yeah, like, coming from that place of... It takes the pressure off, too, in my opinion, because I don't think a lot of people naturally like to sell. Mm -hmm. want people well, to want and it's not just selling, but it's also helping people to get online. Like, how do we help our customers get comfortable coming online? Because I know for myself, and I've said this before, um, like... Video is not has not been my where I want to spend my time, yeah. um, but over the years as I've had to use it for my clients, right, working and connecting with um, people across the world, and I've done lots of online programs too where we naturally jump on Zoom, mm -hmm. and even when I was in corporate, like we were using Skype, you know, right. for uh, corporate interactions with a lot of international our, our international sales teams and that kind of thing, and it was horrible. You know, we didn't use, we never had any video conferencing technology, and this is only like 10 years ago, right. you know? Um, so there's definitely an easier way, and now it's just a click of the button. You know, we've got Zoom, we've got some, there's so many other platforms that are coming in. Schools are being called to use different things. You know, there's a Google Hangout, there's, I mean, there's a whole list of different options. Um, but I, I'm just curious to, to know, like, especially with clients, you know, to get the clients, because you're right, their their landscape in their homes are completely different. They mm -hmm. don't, especially business owners and yes, and other and people who and this is something I've had where people are like, I love to come see you in person because it's that sacred safe space, right? So and that's that's the the part of going somewhere, right? Is you allow and hold that space. Mm -hmm. How can we let pe get people to feel that in their homes? Mm, I think um, it's a, it's definitely a matter of helping them prepare and educating right. them mm -hmm. because there's one or several places that uh, people new to online anything are going to have fears about, and one of them is going to be the technology itself mm -hmm. and who's listening. And I feel like that's probably the easiest part to teach people. You can take screen captures. I mean, for even some of our social media clients today, I still have a printable PDF that you can print on your home printer, eight and a half by 11, sized appropriately so they can print it out. 
-hmm. and have it in front of them because I know they're not technical people. They need the paper. They need to feel that and Mm -hmm. let it anchor and ground them. So I think we can set, you know, I'm pretty sure most people have email. So, Mm -hmm. so we can at least say, Hey, you know what? You're not comfortable with this. It's actually a little bit new for me too why don't we practice together? Why don't I tell you what I know first? Cause I might just be a couple steps ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Send them the information through a PDF or whatever medium they're comfortable. Maybe you talk to them over the phone right. while you're doing your first session set up and you walk them through. Cause once basically zoom is set up, you know, downloaded on your computer, it's pretty easy to launch again. So mm-hmm. you wouldn't Absolutely. need that. And then it's a matter of saying too, like we've, we just did this uh, for fun. The other night we were actually trying to host a karaoke party, awesome. yeah. <laughs> but we didn't know how the technology worked. So my right. friend made the best suggestion. She says, I just want to lock it down to no more than six of us so we can figure this out together. Right. And that was the best thing to do because we all knew why we were going. We mm-hmm. all knew that nobody knew what was going on and we we're all fumbling around the whole time and it was hilarious. But we yeah. we at least recognized that, okay, this is a little bit harder than we thought and we're going to have to go away and do a little bit more homework. Mm-hmm. And that's probably, I think the biggest marketing slash business slash even personal lesson is always just because you want it done in one session or this amount of time doesn't mean it's possible for you. Mm-mm. No, it's never, I always tell my clients, it's never a one-time session. It's always, you know, it's, it's the peeling, right? That we have to go through the layers and the levels. You have to build a foundation, mm-hmm. right? So whatever it is. So I like going back to what you said earlier that, you know, if we could all choose to experiment together. Yeah. Curious. I think that's, that's a huge, definitely a huge takeaway for me from this yeah. conversation. I hope it is for others. Um, I want to kind of go back to, so, you know, because I know that you worked in, in print, I, worked, I know you worked in magazine, and you've moved to online, but through all of your, through your journey, and I know you, you and I have been a part of different groups and that kind of thing, but who, do you have any, like, mentors or, um, or any, any one in particular person that kind of came out to you at, the t- at any pivotal points or times of transition that kind of mentored you or helped you to, you know, move through life a little bit easier? I really feel that inspired you. I think I picked up so many little lessons from different people. I don't feel like there's one pivotal person. Mm -hmm. This is going to sound interesting, but I think that we are the pivotal people Mm. that choose to take what's in front of us and really do something with it. So, I mean, I could go all the way back to when I was really, really young and worked at A&B Sound, if you remember what that is. Yes. <laughs> the place um, to go. <laughs> yeah. So when you bought records and tapes. And yeah. Things, and CDs so, and cassette yeah. tapes. Yeah. And... That was really just when hey, I first moved to Calgary. It was a part-time Christmas gig. And one of the, yeah, a couple of situations then one of the senior, senior GMs, and these were really huge stores, so they had like 17 managers and these big, mm-hmm. big wigs come, come, you know, booting around once in a while. And he came up to me really calm, very friendly, and I don't remember his words, and I wish I could. I've been trying to remember for years, but he basically told me that I was too aggressive. Mm. And I went, oh, oh, I don't even remember feeling aggressive. Mm-hmm. I so he really just, he just opened my eyes and he said it in such a way that I could absorb it because it wasn't offensive at all. And he wasn't scolding me or anything like that. And I just went, oh, okay. So I really thought hard about how I speak to people mm-hmm. and really started repositioning from that point on as to what is it that I wanted you to hear? Because if you heard me being aggressive and that wasn't my intention, I just wasted my own time and then the intention of sharing whatever with the other person just didn't happen so I really slowly took a step back and then when I was this happened again when I was at Avenue I was actually sitting beside the owner slash my boss and we had really huge long space desks and it was ways away from me and I said his name out loud because I wanted to ask him a question and he kind of jumped and I went oh, is that the effect that I have on you? <laughs> like, why, why did you jump? And then I started thinking about it more and more. 
and he was out of the office a lot during that period of time. So when he was in the office, I need a signature right now. I need you to say yes to this. I, and I was, yeah, definitely getting aggressive with him only to get my job done and to get my job done for him. But I didn't realize that that's what I was doing until he jumped. And then I went, oh, I don't want him to feel like that around me. And so I really consciously, again, took that step back and went, how do I work on our real relationship so he knows where I'm really coming from? Mm-hmm. So those were two really big things um, that just said, man, and I'm still aggressive. Let's face it. Mm-hmm. I'm going to feel a lot more aggressive than the average person who swings the other way and is really overly concerned about what people think. So they purposely really pull back. Mm-hmm. And I'm just trying to get something done sometimes to the point where I'm just too forceful with it. Well, I think, and, and I can still relate to you on, on lots of those things too. Right. And I think, and I, I've changed aggressive to just confident, mm-hmm. you know, cause I think that there, there can still be a softness. Um, yeah. and that's always something that I've tried to focus on is bringing in relationship. Right. So how can I connect and communicate with this person? Mm-hmm. Um, but I can be a train. I know that. <laughs> and yeah. And I do, I'm very aware of that energy because I get into the let's get it done mode, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's the farm girl in me or just the the hunker down, get it done kind of attitude. It's just like, well, let's go, let's get it done. And there's not a lot of emotion in there. And, you know, it served me very well, you know, in corporate mm-hmm. um, because it is an environment that's very fast. Let's get things done. There's not a lot of room for emotion, but mm-hmm. we do often forget to bring in that human emotional component of you know, softening, you know, softer, they call it softer skills, but it is, to me, it's strength, right? right. It's strength to be able to come in and just have that softer connection communication versus like the forcing of let's just get it done. Yeah. Right. And I think that's a big part of the new way to me, it's the feminine, the feminine pathway to prosperity is what I call it, but it's the, um, a softer connection of, mm-hmm you know, bringing more, a bit more of that emotional part of it. And especially as women, like, yes, we are, we're resilient, we're resourceful, we get things done. And sometimes it feels like the train, you know, and I feel it when the train's left the building, like I'm on it and it's (laughs) hard to stop. (laughs) But I have really been focusing on bringing more of that emotional, the softness into it. And that's, that's part of the feminine way of being. It's about being, uh, instead of the forcing and the doing, right? right. So it, things just allow and happen a little bit softer. I, I noticed something really funny when you said train. All the letters in train are in my name. Ah, oh, yes. Well, <laughs> I, and so this is another topic for another day, but I do, I'm going to have a, a friend who will be interviewing. And she does, she talks about our the soul of our name, right? <laughs> so we actually have the numerology in our name. And yeah. Trina, train, yes, very much. So even the T is a very, for, it's a very structured T, yeah. right? So I do believe, you know, I just, there's so many modalities and things out there that, you know, teach us about ourselves, mm-hmm. but it's very much, you know, so how do we soften that? So the Trina, right? So how can you bring more feminine into your, mm-hmm. into your beingness? That'd be an interesting discovery. (laughs) It takes a lot of work. I've been working on it for a long time. Mm -hmm. I think that who you, I don't want to say naturally, but who you've always been or who you have been will sometimes creep back out. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's okay. Maybe I need to be that train sometimes and get things done. And then there are other times when you don't. So I think it's just recognizing who you are being in that moment and saying, is this who I want to be? Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I think and there's different aspects of the train. Maybe we are the engine, right? We're moving through, we're cutting through the snow, we're plowing, we're, you know, or sometimes we're the passenger and sometimes we're the caboose, right? Mm-hmm. So I was just playing, playing in the different aspects of that. So, um, so thank you for that. Yeah. You know, and I think lots of people can relate to that because there is, you know, the aggression mm-hmm. <laughs> being aggressive and it can appear very short. It can be a, appear very it can make people kind of jump out of their skin yeah right so it's just an opportunity to check in with ourselves but yeah i think we need to change aggressive with confidence right so there is an energy of confidence in that right it's just like well we need to get this done we're not gonna you know and i know that that's one of the things i love about you when i i she tells me the truth right you tell me the truth 
right? And I'm a truth teller equally. And some people don't always want to know the truth. <laughs> they don't always want to hear it. And I, and I, you might have this too, but I have people who are like, you know what? I know Dixie's going to tell me the truth. So I guess I'll ask. <laughs> or yeah, I actually, I really, run away. What's that? I really, I really appreciate it when people say, I know you'll tell me the truth. So mm -hmm. here's yeah. my question. Exactly. That, that tells me we have a real relationship and they value not only that I'll tell them the truth, but they value the opinion behind it. So that's nice to, it's nice. Mm -hmm. So what keeps you motivated? So how do you keep, what keeps you going during your day? Do you have any daily routines that you like to take, implement or um, during the morning, afternoon or evening or anything that, that helps you keep on track and keeps your vibrations high? Well, I know that's not, not a lot of health officials uh, agree with this, but coffee is real. It, necessary sorry i don't care what anybody says i have tried not I love, having coffee. I love coffee. <laughs> um but outside from that i think it's for me i'm lucky enough to have created a space where i don't have to get up at 701 every day i don't have to you know i i my best days are when i don't set an alarm which is i hopefully most of the time <laughs> and i'm not jolted out of bed and i have that time to just relax slowly wake up and i actually do um morning meditation before i even get out of bed nice yeah that's that really helps keep me centered and grounded and then it's just making sure that you do all those other things that the health professionals do tell you to do like drink water <laughs> and you know try to do that proportionally so i make sure that i get a lot of rest i get i love sleeping i've always loved sleeping some people feel like they're missing out when they're asleep. I don't at all. I love <laughs> being asleep. Um, but I think that's just checking in with yourself throughout the day, however, whatever that looks like for you, and making sure that you really plan. I mean, I've been joking for years that exercise never happens because I don't actually put it in my day planner. I don't put it in my calendar, and therefore I don't do it. And so if you even write lunch, eat, <laughs> drink water because you're you should be checking in to your calendar i think mm -hmm. um you know throughout the day because yeah i mean you've got screens all around you and things pinging at you and you can get derailed so easily mm -hmm. and it's just a matter of saying what was my intention for today what was i really wanting to do today remind yourself to keep going back there and sometimes that's even just i i have post-it notes all over the place and sometimes it's about writing that post-it note just for that day to say this is the one thing that is really important to me today let's stay focused mm -hmm. i love that do you believe that spirituality and business go together yeah i i think they have to because you are your energy your consciousness however people like to phrase that it is who you are. So how could you not be a part of your own business? That doesn't make any sense to divide them to me. Mm -hmm. um, again, however people like need to phrase that so that it makes sense for them can really make a difference. I don't know if you're a Marvel movie fan at all. Oh yeah. Doctor Strange and, <laughs> right? Uh, just, you know, if it, if it offends your sensibilities, then instead of calling it spells, then you can call it something else right mm -hmm. so for me it's just spirit energy just who you are has will absolutely go into your business and it will be felt on the other side through everything through mm -hmm. through things as hard as your branding and your logo and your color choice your energy and your decisions will be felt through the other side so there's there's i don't think there's a good way to separate them even if you try to absolutely well, and, and I find a lot of people who do try to separate it and that's, you know, it's intention is such a huge game changer. I know, uh, even listening to Oprah, right? So Oprah sets clear intention. She has been for years, um, to, you know, even her, her guys who would pitch shows and stuff. She spent, she was teaching them. If you don't have a clear intention, don't even bother. Right, because there's no energy behind it. You're just wasting my time. Yeah. Um, you know, those are I can't quote those words exactly, but um it's that intention I think is is totally behind everything and inspired inspiration is what I call it, where it's just kinda like this this aha, it's like that spark of of interest and then you bring it in, um, bring it into your work, into everything that you're doing.
All right. So, um, any any favorite books or anything that that you can recommend, especially around marketing, or anything that you kind of like to pull on for inspiration? Um, a couple, really. I mean, the Four Hour Work Week isn't about marketing, mm-hmm. but I think I read that or I listened to it actually a long, long time ago, and it's always made sense to me to say, yeah, but just because we've always done it this way doesn't mean we should keep doing it this way. That was the big message behind that book for me. Mm-hmm. And I've always looked at things just differently and went, yeah, but why? You know, fortunately for my parents, I was not like that as a child, but, <laughs> but as an adult, I'm constantly going, but why do we do it that way? Is this the best way? And then making it work better for yourself or others is a big one. But I'm a huge, uh, for marketing books, I'm a huge Daniel Pink fan. Mm, yeah He's, yeah really just got some really smart really clear ways to explain how people behave around marketing and and the first book i read of his was all about the physical nature of things mm-hmm. and even having a tie rack too close in the wrong spot in the aisle would make people not buy the tie because it was awkward it wasn't mm-hmm. enough space for them to feel comfortable and browse mm-hmm. and and the whole uh what do you call those scan scanning devices in Walmart, for example, they're kind of everywhere. It's because people don't want to ask the question. So if we can figure out that people don't want to ask the question, just like in any marketing lesson, we give them the answer before they even come up with the objection, Mm -hmm. then they're a happy customer or they're happy client. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I love that. That's a great, well, and that's, I think the biggest challenge in marketing is always coming up with those questions. Mm-hmm. So how would you, so just some advice for some people, how would they get, what would be some questions that they could ask or start thinking about their clients' needs before they even know what their needs are? Uh, first of all, just blatantly ask if you have clients that you do have a good relationship with already, ask them if they wouldn't mind if you asked them. <laughs> you know, can I check in with you? Cause I trust you to be honest with me. You have that relationship. I just, I'm so confused about whether I should sell right now or whether I should market or what, what it is that my clients want to hear. Could we get on the phone for five minutes and could I ask you these questions? And I think that's key because we seem to feel like we'll look bad or we need to dance around the subject too, too much. Mm-hmm. Whereas so many people love giving their opinions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think, that's the big one, really. Um, surveys might be like there are certain types of personalities, and I'm one of them. Sometimes I love being on live with people, talking on the phone, zooming, etc. And then sometimes, if you actually pick up the phone and call me, it freaks me out. Mm. If I see the phone ring and I'm in the wrong headspace to take a call, I will not answer the phone. Right. And so maybe also do a survey for people who like to really think about their answers and there's a personality type that likes to fill out forms give them the option of saying you know maybe you email all your clients and say here's here's a five minute survey i'm hoping you wouldn't mind answering but if you'd prefer to pick up the phone and call i would love to hear from you mm-hmm. and here's maybe a little link where you can book you know that five to 15 minute call with me mm-hmm. just to a catch up and b you know i'd love to hear what you think about this Right. I love that. Thanks for that. That great reminder. Yeah, I think it's, I find a lot of people just put, again, they're pushing out programs and offerings that aren't in alignment, even with what their clients want. And they're wondering why they can't sell it. Yeah. So, yeah. And let people, let -hmm. people pair up with you instead of, you know, doing that push. And it works a lot better. But I think it's a great reminder too, because our cl- I, I know from my own experience, I've had clients who've been with me for eight, nine, 10 years, and they're just like, I love being a part of the journey, right? right. They just, they love being a part of the evolution mm-hmm. and let your clients be in that space with you, you know? And then there's the people who really just come for the service and they come and go, but yeah, it's, it's, it's delicious to me. You know, it just makes me so happy when my clients are like, I really want to know how are things like how are you doing or you know what are you creating what's next right I have clients who even say to me that I'm like oh well I haven't even thought about that yet right (laughs) they're just like oh my god you know I'm so excited about the next thing right so yeah like I people people love being a part of building something new Mm -hmm. and if it makes sense for you to include them I say do it Mm mm-hmm 
Well, again, it goes back to choose, choose the, to experiment together, right? I think that's, to me, that's what I'm taking away from. That's the theme. Because <laughs> it's like no one's ever been here before. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and everybody's in the same boat right now. So it's a great opportunity to really check in with people. And people want to be a part of something, you know, mm-hmm. so let them feel included, inclusive, right? And, and that's really part of the feminine way of being too, is that community-oriented, palpable community of inclusion. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let have the conversations. And I'm actually finding people are actually answering the phone when I call. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Not necessarily going to voicemail. I think that's definitely a shift because we've gone so much dependent on, you know, voicemail. And I know some people who don't even have voicemail activated on their phone, they've even been taking that away. Yeah. You know, so, but I think, you know, we are going back to some ways of, of deeper communication. Mm-hmm. I think, again, we have to really respect how whoever you're talking to in that moment wants to be communicated with. I have some clients who are really similar to me, and we like to message each other over having a live conversation sometimes. It's easier to express ourselves mm-hmm. that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I get that. And that's, again, knowing who your clients are. I think one of one of my big learnings is, as I've been talking with people, it's like, how has your landscape changed mm-hmm. you know, in this this pandemic and in, in your experience of business? Um, and almost everyone in my circles, they're all, and even in our conversation, is I'm more of an introvert. This mm-hmm. is really nothing new for me. I've been taking clients online for a long time. I've lived at home or you know, I live a quieter, more solitude-like life. So the isolation or the social distancing part really isn't that different. Right. Um, anything, any, how, how's your landscape changed? Has it changed at all? I know you talked a little bit about going more online with Myers Norris Penny, but mm-hmm. has it changed or shifted in any other aspects? Not hugely. I mean, I re- more recently, um, again, I mean, I have an office on and off where we can, you know, the team can gather or I can go and just get a change of pace and, and interact with other people. But I was finding I could only really go a couple times a week anyway <laughs> because of meetings and, and other things. So as far as how I get work done, that's completely the same. As mm-hmm. far as not having to drive across town to sit down for a coffee, mm-hmm. loving that actually. Mm-hmm. Um, again, only because I feel like we're more focused. Yes. And we're not wasting time because time is literally the only thing that we all have that's the same and we can waste it or not. Mm-hmm. But may have, we've, we've had a couple clients have to rein back. We actually had a client decide it was the best thing for their company, this health and safety of their employees to shut the doors for a little while. Mm-hmm. And so those things are happening still. But at the same time, we had a client that we started talking to well before this say, okay, we really need that website now because, oh my God, we have to communicate right. uh, more than we ever did. And our once a week social media post is not cutting it anymore. Mm-hmm. So can you get that up for us really fast? So it's just, it's a little, it's still all over the place. Mm-hmm. But I can say that the last minute uh, changes in relation to what's going on and how do we physically distance workers and employees and clients, that is still changing on almost a daily basis with our clients, which causes us to have to go, okay, what do we need to, where do we post that and how do we present this and and make sure that people still feel like they're being served. So that's, that's a daily yeah. Well, I think too, it's been interesting going to some of the stores, you know, where, you know, I've been, they first laid out just tape and then now I'm seeing yeah. them a little bit more branded, you know, floor signs, of, yeah. you know, social distance, two meters, all right, mm-hmm. or stand here when you're waiting for the till to, mm-hmm. I've been in some stores where they, you literally can go up and down the aisles, yeah. like different way, you know, you can only go one way. Yeah. Um, which I have found a bit irritating because I'm just like, but I'm here and I need that, right? And it's just like, oh my God, what do I do? <laughs> I actually kind of like the one-way system. Mm. Only because uh, I found that before all of this, a lot of people would just leave their carts in the middle of the aisle. Really? And yeah, and you couldn't get by. And yeah. I'm like, I would sit there and patiently wait. And I don't know if you do this too, but when you're when you're out and about and you're in public, you know how to shield yourself energetically. Mm-hmm. And so I do that as well. And sometimes I'm not very visible. 
Mm. And so I need to wait longer or suddenly need to go completely the opposite and then turn into that aggressive train and mm. sort of really speak loudly, which I don't enjoy doing. Mm. And it's just like, oh, this one way solves everything. <laughs> Except well, for, I, yeah, it's back there and I want it like, right. I go in off hours. Like I go, I've always been a yeah. grocery shopper like late at night because nobody's really yeah. there. And I always find that the produce is being stocked at that time. Uh, and I get it. I mean, again, you know, I don't have a family. I don't have kids to, you know, manage all that time. But I do find like, it's very productive for me to go grocery shopping at 9 or 10 o'clock at night, yeah. you know. Um, and it's very different now. You know, there's so many, so many different changes. But it is kind of cool. It's interesting to see how, how quickly businesses are actually, you know, it's one step at a time. It, it is coming back to that, that experiment of you know well what are other people doing how is this going to happen what can we do right now you know we have a quick fix and then as it kind of goes on people are like okay well we need to actually create something a little bit more structured a little mm -hmm. bit more branded a little bit more specific so i think there's lots of opportunities for different industries right now and we're really really starting to see that so i, I do believe there's great creativity that can still take shape i think so too Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you have like a, 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 a favorite quote or anything that kind of stands out to you or that you kind of live by? Um, I started saying this little thing in my head when I was a kid. I don't actually remember where it came from. And I just recognized that if I was patient, if I really, really, really wanted something, that eventually it would happen, whatever that was. But, I, but those were the two two conditions. I had to really want it, not just, hey, I want a cookie, <laughs> but I did really, truly want it, and I would have to be patient. So I would always just say, patience pays. Mm -hmm. I would just remind myself to be patient. It's like, yeah. I'll get that bike. I will get that whatever it is I'm wishing for, right? Yeah, patience. So, yeah. Well, and I think that's so timely right now, too, right? Patience. Mm -hmm. It's not about the race. It's just about patience and being, it'll happen. Yeah, right now it's like where we have nowhere to race to for the mm -hmm. first time. Yeah. And it's interesting that I, I can't imagine not being able to calm myself down. Right. Right. Because I think we all are a little bit anxious about what's going to happen. Nobody really knows. Mm -hmm. um, but the only thing that I'm kind of alarmed about is how normal things and messages online and on TV have become already. Mm. We are so used to seeing certain types of messages in commercials right now that it feels normal. Mm -hmm. And it's just, I don't, I don't want any of this to be normal. Mm -mm. I like the online Zooming a little bit more. <laughs> I yeah. like phone calls a little bit more, but I was already pushing towards that. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it's normal to, I don't want it to be normal for people to feel like they have to stay at home and feel yeah. like they have to isolate. They, mm -hmm. they don't feel safe. Like yeah, that, I, I do not want to They're not feeling safe out and about. Yeah. Outside of their home. Yeah. There is, there's, yeah, there's lots of benefits to this also, but there's, yeah, that is one of the big fears. And I do see it with some people where, you know, I see the panic, like I just see their terror and their panic and every, you know, that's part of the trauma that people are going to be experiencing through this as well. That's yeah. a whole other another topic yeah. of conversation. Um, yeah, any other words of wisdom or advice or anything else you'd like to share today? I think now is a really great time. Like if you and I are both in business and that seems to, you know, a lot of our conversations center around that. Right now is such a great time to ask with no fear. Talk to experts in any of the areas that you've been meaning to get to. If you were thinking about SEO, if you were thinking about social media, if you were thinking about anything in relation to growing your business, now it's a great time to just have a conversation. Everyone welcomes it. Mm -hmm. We've just wanted, marketers want to be helpful because we, that's, mm -hmm. I think the most, the most, the most foundational thing about marketers is we want to see things work for our clients mm -hmm. because that's what excites us. That's why we're doing it in the first place. We need to see that it works, right? Mm -hmm. And so right now, we're so welcoming people who will listen because mm -hmm. on a good day, you know how, it's, how it is. Sometimes you get people who walk through your door and they say they want help, but they won't listen and they won't do and they, they're probably just scared. 
but they're not following through and that makes it really challenging to help them. Right now is such a great time to ask these questions because you have more time available on both ends. And the things that we're talking about even today in marketing, I mean, I'm you know all over tons of different webinars from some very, very senior global people that are saying, yeah, we are still moving through this and we still don't know what this is going to look like in the end, but we need to make sure that wherever we're pivoting to, that is the buzzword, whatever we're pivoting to today, we also need to look beyond that and look long-term. It cannot be a short-term, short-sighted thing. It needs to play into our end goals and that goes back to our values and what the business was all about in the first place. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All really important. Thank you for that reminder. Thank you so much, Trina. As always, I enjoy your time so much. Uh, lots of beautiful pieces um, and takeaways from this conversation. Um, to our viewers, thanks for watching and I hope you find some value and I would love for you to continue the conversation, post in the comments below what inspired you and please share it out to your community so that we can continue to bring light, hope and love to the world. Until next time, abundant love. Thank you.